0: Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken-spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hi, and welcome back to episode
1: two of Her Restored Spirit podcast. Um, I am so thankful that you're here. I know that many of you, out of friendship to me, were obligated to listen to the first, but the second one, that's your choice. Thank you. Um, I, I wrote the first episode, or I not wrote it, I, I spoke the first episode, and I was asked a really good question um, that led to the theme of this episode, is what can I do to start walking in a restored spirit, like full restoration and a life worth living? And so I did a little research, and um, again, education, highest form of procrastination, um, The and I went to the dictionary. So the word restore is a verb that means to give back or return something that was lost or taken, or to put again into possession of something. So when I lost my husband, I I really felt like I lost my present, I lost my future, I lost my hopes, I lost my dreams, as well as my confidence. And really all in one moment, I lost my identity. And you know, now to be clear. Uh, my husband and I were very independently dependent on each other. Um, I had a life outside of him, if that makes sense. I had hobbies, activities that he wasn't involved with, but he was a very present essence in my life, and I was in his. We always, um, he was always a consideration, and truthfully, my best friend, and so he was part of everything. So when he died, all of that died as well, and it's the same with any trauma. It sucker punches you and knocks you over. The foundations that life was built on was broken, and the clear possibilities that laid before you just completely vanished. But our hearts and our bodies and our souls were not meant to be broken forever. They weren't, they weren't meant to be broken forever. And so do you ever, like, do you ever read the Bible and, or come across a verse that you know you've read before, but you've not actually You've never had it like sink in before, or it never hit you in this way. Well, last year, the end of 2020, as I was reflecting on the year and as I was looking towards 2021 and looking for a verse that really spoke to me, um, I came across this one, which I know I read before because it was highlighted. But it wasn't until this moment that I realized how important this verse is to me or how relevant it is right now in what I'm doing. So 1 Peter five ten says, now the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. And I think that that's what we, that's what we need to hear is that it's, I mean, it's right there. We're going to suffer a little and suffering a little. I know um, sometimes a little is a lot but it's meant to not, it's not meant to stay that way, you know? And God himself said he will personally restore, establish, strengthen and support you after you've suffered a little. So when you've sat in it and really sat in it for a while, then it's time to allow him to start to bring you out of it and to start to restore you. So if you're still breathing, you're alive and therefore you have a purpose. You can continue to stay stuck in your narrative of hurt we can stay stuck there and we can choose hurt and pain or we can choose to take a step toward restoration and one day full restoration. We can have our identities returned to us. It takes work, but as you take those small, tiny steps each day, you start to gain momentum and start to see the possibility of dreaming again. The possibility of what if and by taking possession of your what ifs and dreams, you can start to cultivate a life worth a life worthy of being alive. So, the idea of full restoration was challenging for me to grasp at first. I understood early on, like day one, that this would not be the end. Um, I chose from the very beginning to see hope, to see joy, uh, to realize that there's so much more and that there's purpose in everything. I chose to to see that. There's good, and there's many times that I wanted to just break down, but my choices that I made, I knew that it, that would not be the right choice for me. And so it was not. The idea of full restoration still was challenging. Grappling with holding tightly to the past while being open to the future was not something that came easy. Every step I started taking towards the future I needed. I felt like I had to allow the past to slip away. So I desired to move forward, but I was afraid that if I let go some of the pain, I would lose some of the memories or the feelings of being connected to my husband. What I didn't realize until, I would say the last couple of years, that it wasn't disappearing at all. It was really weaving itself into my destiny, into my hopes and into my dreams. And it was allowing me to cultivate a life worth living. As I allowed the raw pain to release, like fortitude set in and my confidence strengthened. And I was able to see that not only can I do hard things, but I've done hard things. Um, and I, it's something that I tell myself daily. I'm like, you've walked through harder things than you are right now. You, you've done hard things. Raising two kids on your own, it's hard. But every day I do it. And I remind myself, well, they're not completely ruined yet, so I'm doing something, something right. The wisdom I gained from the experiences began to show the ways that I would have missed if I didn't take the small, hard steps towards healing. If I didn't open my heart to see new possibilities, I would not see that full restoration does not mean forgiving and forgetting. Full restoration does not mean that you have to let go of your past. Um, what it really means is that your soul gets to come alive. Full restoration means that your story is still unfolding and you are worthy of a beautiful life. So full restoration implies a future of hope, love, and best of all, joy. And it's all there ready for you to embrace. Psalms 147.3 says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So again, we were never meant to stay in a state of raw pain. Our bodies can't withstand that trauma indefinitely. Our minds can't live in that negative environment and thrive. And our souls are meant to gain wisdom from experiences and then use it to help others. So are you ready to take three steps towards restoration? Are you ready to claim I am worthy of a restored spirit? So these steps are simple, but they're powerful and they take time. So take your time with them. And listen to what your heart is telling you. So step one, tell your story from a place of power. Yanla Vinzant is quoted saying, when you stand and share your story in an empowering way, your story will heal you and your story will heal somebody else. So I know that I have been healed and I have gained experience and I have um, connected to people through their stories And so that's one of the areas that I hope that I can connect to you is through my story. Um, And evidence shows that you have to tell your story like at least 20 times to share it from a place of healing rather than hurting. So I don't know if that's the magic number, but I know that each time I tell my story, there's a part that moves from the present to the past and a part that becomes part of my story rather than the focus of it. And a part that becomes part of me and not a story about me, if that makes sense. So in the beginning, I needed to tell my story as a way to help my heart catch up to my brain and understanding. It was a way to process the events, say them out loud in order to start to accept the events as truth. As the time went by, the need to tell my story was not as great. My story was mine and I didn't need people around me to know it. I actually would avoid telling it altogether or to share just bits and pieces So others didn't get uncomfortable around me. That's when things started to change. As I started to own that my story was mine and I had the freedom to share it or not, give highlights or not, to give all the details um, or just share a few little things that was relevant. um, It gave me power to control the outcome of the story. The story didn't stop by the death of my husband. In fact, now I'm realizing that it didn't even start there. My whole life, I've been crafting this story and each day the ending is being rewritten as my life continues, which that alone has given me hope because tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new start. Tomorrow I can make, if I fail today, it's okay because as long as I have breath in my lungs, it's not over. So what does it mean to tell your story from a place of power? It means shaping the narrative. It doesn't mean changing or omitting important details, but changing the focus from one of hurt to a testimony of hope. So you can take the story of struggle and transform it into evidence of overcoming. Telling your story from a place of power means that when you look at what you've been through, you see threads of community, hope, gratitude, and growth. And then you just take a moment to acknowledge those and highlight those. So I want to take a moment to comfort your fears with this so this process takes time I know you're probably asking but my story hurts so much how can you find hope in so much loss like you you don't understand what I lost and I don't I may not understand exactly what your story looks like but I understand the emotions behind it and it's your choice but to to move into a place of healing. You don't have to do it today. But you owe it to yourself to think about doing it tomorrow. And it all doesn't happen in one day. Um, Your story is about a journey that you're on and not the destination of where you're going. It may be too raw or too hard at this moment to see anything specific, to see growth or even a thread of hope, but that's okay. Even by listening to this podcast by making the choice to continue, even though you heard the title, tells me, and it should tell you, that just the possibility is intriguing to you. That there's a glimmer of possibility or interest in your heart. It might be too hard today, but baby steps. Listening to something that acknowledges growth, you start, it kind of starts you on that path. That if you continue, you'll start to see it more clearly. Your brain starts to look for evidence of being ready in your life and you entertain the idea of being an active participant in your life again and not satisfied with allowing the chips to fall where they may. Acknowledge just this little moment and allow it to become part of your story. So how can you tell your story? You don't need a crowd or an audience. You don't even need another person at this point. Write it, speak it, do something other than just ponder it. It's vital to get it out out into the world. Get it into words, out of your head, out of your heart, and into the world. Spend time crafting your story. Be patient with yourself and know that it will evolve and become more apparent the more you give yourself permission and freedom to explore your past from a place of transformation. You're not the same person you were yesterday, let alone weeks, months, or years ago. Therefore, your story has evolved as well. Write it, speak it, spend time exploring it. The first time might be painful, but as you write it and rewrite the words, use words that empower you. Change the tone to one that is hopeful and emphasizes that you've what you've learned rather than what you went through. You get to choose the words, the tone, and you get to choose the ending. So the second step is to acknowledge that it's okay to dream. Let your dreams be your wings. When is the last time you sat and allowed yourself to get carried away by a dream? Honestly, it wasn't until about three years ago that I was able to think about dreaming again. I would make short-term goals that had plans, but the dreaming was a block. Um, I slowly was able to make like slightly longer term goals, two-year goals, three- year goals. But the idea of dreaming was uh, was still something too grand um, what was the point of dreaming and having a grand vision if a tragedy could happen at any moment without any notice why would i put myself through having those dreams crushed about three years ago i was talking to a mentor and she mentioned that without dreams we don't see possibilities goals and plans are great but those are for the known things goals are for things that you know you want and then they're limited to the scene Dreams are the wings of possibilities. They allow you to go beyond what is seen and ask yourself, what if? So when we go through tragedies that rock us to our core or completely alter our present, let alone our future, we go into survival mode. We stay in this high alert prediction mode until we're ready to claw our way out. Sometimes it's just too painful to think, let alone dream. And allowing yourself to dream does not put you on the hook for anything. And that's one part that I didn't realize is that I could dream without having to actually do anything. Like I didn't have to have the energy to accomplish what I was thinking. So new life is breathed into your spirit when, you're, when you awaken the creative part of your brain. The part that is enveloped by imagination and possibility. The act of dreaming is desiring something new in your life and bringing an increased excitement for what is to come. It's a hopeful way to begin to see that you are worthy of a future. So again, you don't know where to start, that's okay. Intentional baby steps is all we're looking for at this point. So what is something that interests you? Travel, hobbies, pick something that you like and just allow yourself to get carried away. Don't allow yourself to think about limitations. Remember, anything is possible when you dream. Don't slip into the trap of, oh, it's too much or it'll never happen. The idea of this exercise is just to allow yourself to look at possibilities and what ifs. Just acknowledging that you want to make this grand vacation and, you know, if you want to go to Ireland, if you want to go to Australia, you know, just put yourself in there for a moment and just what if you could go and don't worry about money, don't worry about, flying, don't worry about other things that are going on or the fact that we're not even allowed to travel right now. The idea is just to get carried away. Give yourself permission. By just permitting yourself to see possibilities creates a chain reaction of chemicals that are in your brain that produces anticipation and excitement. And then anticipation and excitement allow for new adventures and opportunities to be discovered. You get to be curious about why, what about Australia or Ireland excites you? Is it the new, uh, the new culture? Is it the different people? Is it the food? Uh, you know, what, what could it be? So when you start to focus on what life could be, your brain will start looking for possibilities in other realms of your life as well. So the final step that we'll talk about here is step three, Identifying where fear is keeping you stuck. So this step is going to take some courage. Admitting that fear is keeping you immobilized rather than like external circumstances is really hard, mainly because it starts to remove excuses. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Isaiah 41.10. And C.S. Lewis said, no one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. It doesn't need to be said, but I'll say it anyway. Grief is terrifying. The initial intense pain where you can hardly breathe slowly and methodically turns into into a constant weight that you invisibly carry. I don't believe that you'll ever really get over it or move on. Once you experience a significant loss or trauma, you can learn to move forward. You allow the experience to change you. And if you don't intentionally choose to find the wisdom and growth in the circumstance, you could It can morph into a real fear that keeps you replaying the same narrative repeatedly in your mind, that same negative um, thoughts, but it's not too late to intentionally choose a different path. It's okay to sit, and I mean really sit in your grief for a season. It's, it's okay to acknowledge what you've lost because those are all reality. All those things that you had built, all of those, the hopes, the dreams, the goals, all your securities. You really lost them. But for your health and well-being, you owe it to yourself. We owe it to the life we have and the future we're curating to change the narrative. So the first step into doing this is to look at where our fear resides. Now, the best way that I found to understand our core fear is the Enneagram. Um, When I was introduced to the Enneagram, it was enlightening and transformational. Um, I knew that I had fear that was keeping my armor on, and I would move forward, and And to some, it looked like I was on the path of true healing. On the outside, I made the appropriate social expectation changes, um, and I would do little things that looked like I was moving forward, but on the inside, I was really holding back, and I didn't understand why at first um, but through studying and reading, I could start to put words to it. So as I meditated and prayed about what fear really looked like in my life, I was able to see that the armor protecting my soul from being hurt was also the limitation that kept me from truly living. So God doesn't call us to be fearful. He calls us to be brave. And once you identify your fear, you'll be able to walk closely with him So he can show you where it's taken root in your heart as a defense mechanism, as a way of false protection. So step-by-step you can begin to act and live out of victorious spirit, rather than being chained by fear. You will start to identify your fear reactions and then even start to be preemptive about your decisions. Put this together with the first two steps of telling your story from a place of power and seeing how grief and fear has shaped it and then acknowledge it's okay to dream See how the pain of losing something that was important to you created an armor of protection around you. Really see that the narrative you've been telling yourself and the the act of not allowing yourself to get carried away by a dream has really created a, a tough armor to protect you from being hurt again. But it was also really stunting your what possibilities your life could bring. And fear reminded you un, unconsciously that it's safer to stay where you are than to, to pull yourself out, to take those little steps. But when you take each of these steps towards the hopeful side of what if, of life, of excitement, hope starts to manifest in your heart just a little bit. And each time you take the steps, it will happen a little bit more until it doesn't take so much strength and it starts to become part of your reclaimed identity. Taking your life back after trauma is such a brave step. But it's a choice you make, a line in the sand that says, I will not let my past dictate my future. I will grow through this and not allow it to consume me. It's not an, its not easy to commit to restoring your spirit and reclaiming your life, but it's so worth it, friend. The best part is we don't have to do it alone. What I hope to do here is to create a community of people, of like-minded women who really embrace their broken spirit and allow it to be transformed into a restored spirit. And if these three tips are helpful, I wanted to share a resource with you that I am, that I created. Um, and it actually has two more steps on it. So if you will head to my website, www.tammymariecoaching.com, there is a PDF called five steps towards full restoration. Um, go there and check it out. Um, I also want to hear from you. Um, in the show notes, I have all the ways that you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. You can drop me a DM or you can send me an email, Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com and Tammy spelled T-A-M-I. Um, also, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, um, I'm like a fine wine. I get better with time, at least I hope so, um, but I, it's really important. That I get the reviews so other people are able to find the podcast. And I just want to thank my friends and my family for supporting me in this endeavor on this journey. And I am really excited to go on this journey with you. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will see you next week.